Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the Scriptures. My Bible Study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Study, my Bible study, we are going verse by verse on a walk through the Bible. We're going verse by verse to help expound upon and give clarity to these verses so that you can understand when you're reading it, you're just not reading, and God called it day and night, darkness he called night, evening, morning, first day. God said, let there be a ferment in the midst of the waters, let divide the waters from the waters. God made the ferment, divide the waters under the ferment, from the waters above the ferment, and it was so. And God called the ferment heaven, the evening, morning, or the second day. And then verse 9, God said, now, I don't want you to study the Bible that way. Too many people say, oh, yes, I read my Bible all the way through every single year. Yeah. But that's how they're reading it. You know, like, golly. Man, this is a long chapter. Oh, man. Chapter four. Man. Let me just do it. And then they just read it. And they're done in five minutes. Okay, I checked that block today. That's not what this Bible series is about. I want you to understand every single word. Now, there would be some verses where we do read three or four and then talk about them as a whole, okay? But the point being, I want you to grasp and understand the Word of God on a verse-by-verse basis. And that's not saying you're going to remember everything I say, but if I say one thing and you're like, oh, wow, I never knew that, now you know it. And you'll be able to share it with somebody else. And that's the whole purpose in this, all right? Let's go on now to verse number nine, which is the beginning of day number three. God said, again, there it is. God said, matter of fact, let's talk about how God said and everything started happening. We did this in, in, the, la- in the first uh, uh, session that we did, but I want you to turn with me to Matthew 21. Let's look at how important saying is. Now, you have to remember, if you are born again, you are created in the image of Christ. Christ is in the image of God, right? So therefore, if you're born again, you are in the image of God. You have God on the inside of you. God's Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit. Jesus said, whoever invites me, you know, I'll knock at the, stand at the door and knock. Whoever invites me in, the Father and I will come in and sup with him. We'll be there with him or her. You have God on the inside of you if you're born again. So if you have God on the inside of you, you have all the power of God that he provided to Jesus. Remember at the end of uh, Matthew 28, he says, all power. That word all, there was people who there have been people who have done a study of that word all just to find out what it really means. And they took months reading in Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic, Aramaic and, and Latin and, and English, and they studied all of these, and they discovered, and they finally came out with a report that said the word all means 
all. How simple was that, right? All means all. There is nothing outside of that scope. All power has been given by God the Father to Jesus. All power. God held nothing back. It's all with Jesus. What did Jesus do? Now, therefore, I say to you. There we are again. That word say or said, speaking. He's speaking something into existence. Right? Hold your place in Matthew 21. Hold your place in Genesis chapter 1. And now hold your place in Matthew 21 and turn over to Matthew 28. We need to look at this. All power has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now you go, therefore. What's the therefore? Anytime you see a word therefore, back up and see what it is therefore. Go ye therefore. What therefore? Because all power has been given to me in heaven and in the earth, because of this, you go and teach all nations, all people groups, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because all power has been given to me, all the power of heaven, all the power in earth has been given to me. You go and teach everyone to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. How do you command somebody to do something? You say it. Even if it's in written form, I command you to do this. You have said it to them, right? So you have to say it. God said, light be, light was. God said, heaven, space, earth, atmosphere, and it was so. Jesus, over here in Matthew, you can flip back over now to Matthew 21, talking about the fig tree. And his disciples said, how did this happen? And Jesus said, verily, now when he says verily, he's saying truly, truly I say. Now who's Jesus? He is God. So it's God speaking here through Jesus. I say to you, if you have faith, if you have faith, there's a qualifier. You know, well, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't work. You know, that's not scriptural, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're, you're twisting scriptures here. I tried it and it didn't work. Uh, your faith, be it, according to your faith, be it unto you, was another thing Jesus said. Glory to God. But here he is saying, if you have, possess faith, and, there's another qualifier, if you have it, and you don't doubt that you have it, but you believe that you have it, you could not only do this, which has been done to the fig tree, but if you shall say to this mountain, now people, well, now that's a scriptural mountain. I mean, it's uh, you know a, a theoretical thing here. You know, he's not really talking to a physical mountain. It says this mountain, this mountain. I sure am thirsty. Got a dry throat. 
I speak to the coffee and tell it, come to me now. Nothing happened. But if I speak to this cup of coffee and say, coffee, soothe my throat. I've put works with my faith. I believed it would do it. I took action upon it, and it obeyed me, right? If you have faith like that, and do not doubt, I don't doubt that that cup of coffee just did what I wanted to do. You could say to this mountain, be removed out of my presence and cast yourself into the sea, and it shall be done. And all things whatsoever you shall ask, which is a form of speaking, ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Whatever you want to ask for in prayer, if you believe it, you'll receive. Oh, praise God, I want to receive a million dollars. Why? Did God tell you you needed it? Oh, brother, if I could have a million dollars, I could do so much work for the Lord. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You just lied. Oh, yes, 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 I'd give half of it to God. No, you wouldn't. Are you giving half of your income to God right now? Then what makes you think you would do it if you had a million dollars? I'm not saying you won't be given a large offering or something. But don't lie. God said... Prove me now with this, right? So if you have $100 and you say, I'll give half of it to God, then give him 50 Right now. Just do it. To your church, to another ministry, to our ministry. But if you, if you are believing that, prove it. Prove you're faithful in what you're going to I'll give you half of whatever I got. Zacchaeus told Jesus, I'll restore four times what I took from other people if I wasn't supposed to take it. Jesus believed him. I believe Zacchaeus did it. Out of demonstrating how much love he has for Jesus because of what he did for him. Anyway, we're getting way off our topic of the second day. I want you to see the power of saying. The power of saying. Go back over to Genesis chapter 1. We're now in verse 9. God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place. So now you have, again, heaven where God resides, outer space, and the atmosphere surrounding the earth. And he said, there's water in the atmosphere. He says, I want all the water gathered together in one place. Well, first he had to create the waters, right? Well, the waters are created. He said, let the dry land appear, because if you take all the waters, and water naturally will flow to the lowest point. So we have the waters now in the seas, and everything else is higher, and that's the dry land. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. Earth. And the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God said... It was good. Praise the Lord. God said it was good. All right? So now we have 
the water and the sea, and it evaporates up into the air. It rises to form clouds that later, when the fall comes, when, when God with Noah and the ark and all that, it had never rained before. And we'll be getting to that study, and it's an in-depth study, where God told Noah, hey, I'm going to do something that's never been done before. I'm going to make it rain. And I could see Noah saying, rain, what is rain? Rain is water that's going to fall from the sky. And when Noah said that, everybody laughed at him. He said, water doesn't fall from the sky. It comes up as a mist and waters the gardens and all that. There's no water that falls from the sky. And when it happened, they all panicked. And what happened, God busted open that seal, and it just dumped it. And it came so fast, that's why it flooded all the land. Anyway, we're moving way ahead of ourselves. I want to come back to the second day. God called, in verse 10, God called, again, he's speaking here, God speaking, called the dry land earth, that's what it's called now, the gathering together of waters, he called seas, that's what they're called now, and God saw the results of him speaking, and said it was good. And then God said on the second day, now the dry land, which he calls earth, let the earth bring forth grass. The herb yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding fruit after its own kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. Now think about that. Here God is speaking into an existence, something that never existed before, the grass, the herbs, and not just to say, you know, okay, boom, we got grass and we got trees herbs, fruit trees, outstanding. He is making a self-sustaining system here. Think about that. Self-sustaining. Now, he's still in charge of it. He can move things out of place or into the places he wants, which we get into here in a minute. But if once he creates, now he has this plan. Once he creates these animals and the birds and the fish and they start consuming everything, pretty soon there's not going to be a grass left. If you had a herd of goats and put them out in your front yard and you had uh, a front yard that's like, let's say, a quarter of an acre and you put a, you know, 15, 20 goats out there and just a period of a few weeks, they're going to eat all of your grass. You're down to bare dirt. I mean, they're pulling out roots and everything. You might have a few splotches come back up. But guess what? They're going to go get them too. Within just a little while, you have nothing but dirt. That's it. It's been consumed. So now you move the goats on to another pasture. What do you do with that bare piece of dirt? You got to plant grass. Where you, how are you going to plant grass? You have to have seed, grass seed, to plant more grass, right? If God did not say the seed is in itself upon the earth, if he didn't say that, he would have to recreate everything every time it was consumed. You know, if you ate a piece of fruit off a tree, once that fruit was done, that's it. It does not reproduce itself. Might as well cut the tree down. 
because it's no use anymore. So God made that plan where the seed, the seed is in the fruit itself. That is a very important concept. I'm just going to use, we'll use money as an example. Jesus talks a lot about money, right? Oh, there he goes. Name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. It's always about the money with you guys. No, I'm using it as an example. But it is a biblical example. It is a spiritual law of prosperity that whatsoever you sow, you shall reap, Jesus said, right? Whatsoever seed you sow, you shall reap that harvest. Uh, Jerry Savelle told a story about when he would travel uh, up to Arkansas to Charles Capps. He's gone on to be with the Lord now. But he would fly into the little landing strip. Charles Capps had a pretty huge uh, farm and, and had a landing strip there where he had his crop duster so he could take care of the, the crops. And Jerry said, oh, when we go visit, he'd just fly his plane up there for Fort Worth and land. And, you know, he said, always had uh, soybean. Always had soybean. And he'd fly in and land. And he said, this time he came over, there's no soybean. All this is cotton. Cotton. Okay. So he lands and Charles Capps meets him there and he says, you know, you got any bags? You know, dinner's waiting for us up at the house. And he goes, I got a question for you. I don't see any soybean. I only see cotton. So what happened to the soybean? Didn't want none. He goes, why'd you plant cotton? Because I wanted cotton. And he said, he got a revelation right there. If you don't want soybean, don't plant soybean. If you want cotton, plant cotton. And your finances are the same way. If you need a blessing in your finances, plant the financial seeds. You have to sow a seed. It doesn't matter. You know, I, when I was in college, I read a study. They wanted to see how one seed could produce. You know, because again, we're talking about biblical concepts. And this uh, agricultural class, they took one wheat seed, planted it in one of those little cups, you know, that you put ketchup in at the, uh, at the store. Uh, you, you know, you go out to like Wendy's or McDonald's, something like that, and you can put the ketchup in the little one tablespoon cup. They took one of those, planted one wheat seed. When it came up, because it was so small, the roots really didn't go that deep. It had a couple of seeds on it. So the next time they transplanted it into a Dixie cup. And they planted, I think they had three or four seeds on there. So they now have four Dixie cups. Each of those grew a little bit more and each one had like 10 or 12 seeds on it. And every time they would harvest it, they'd take the seeds. However many they had, they planted more Dixie cups. Within, now get this, within one year they could plant half an acre of wheat. If I, if I remember, as I don't have these notes in front of me, I'm trying to remember from memory. It's been a long time. But within three years, I believe it was, they planted four, 40 acres of wheat. Think about that. It started with one seed. Now, understand, this didn't happen immediately. This took a series of harvests, but they did not eat 
let's say, you know, imagine if they stopped at one year and said, hey, we got a whole bushel full of you know, wheat seeds here. Let's make us some bread and have a party. They'd eat their seed. Right? If their goal was to have a 40-acre farm, it took them three, four, five years, whatever it is, to have that farm. But it started when they sowed one seed. If you want to have a financial breakthrough that pays off every single one of your bills and, and provides for your family and you leave an inheritance for your... If that's you, that's where you want to be at. You can't just say, I believe I have a 40-acre farm that will meet my family's needs. I call it in in the name of Jesus, I call it in. Well, I guess that didn't work. It won't work. You need to start with a seed. You plant one seed. Even if it's $1, you plant the seed. A week or so later, someone gives you $5. Praise the Lord. Man, this is awesome. I was in uh, I was in line the other day, and whatever it was I was buying, a lady in front of me said, you know, she was checking out, and when she got ready, she seen that one of the items I had, you know, how it spits the coupons out when you get your receipts after you pay, it spit out a coupon for $1 off whatever it was I was buying. I said, here, you can use this. Oh, thank you very much. I receive it, you know. I saved a dollar. On the way out... There was the, you know, uh, Salvation Army kettlebell. I pulled a dollar on my wallet, put it in there. I received a dollar. I planted a dollar. That's 100%. Right? I didn't say, oh, a dollar. Praise God. Let me buy a candy bar and eat it. No. I took that dollar and planted it. Actually, I put a couple dollars in there because I want to plant more seed. But the point I'm trying to make is do not consume your seed. You may not have what you need. You may need $100 to pay a light bill. You may not have what you need, but you are never without the seed. Amen? You are never without the seed. And this is where the seed came from, right here in day number 2, verse 11. The seed contained in itself upon the earth. And it was so. That's the way it is. Praise the Lord. The earth brought forth grass, herb yielding seed after its kind, the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after its kind. And God saw that that was good. Praise God. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Hallelujah. So we have the third day. Now let's just recap here. The waters under the heavens were gathered together in one place. Just think about the force it takes to do that. You know, God's word created the waters and the dry land. God accomplished it simply by speaking the word. How powerful is God's word? You can speak to, you know, if you have floodwaters coming into your property, you can speak to that water. Stop! If you have faith, it'll obey you. Amen. I've seen it happen. Oh, you're just making stuff up. No, I have. No, I'm not. There was a hurricane when we moved to Maryland. I believe the hurricane was in 2002. I think it was Irene. Whatever year Irene was, 2002. I'm pretty sure it was 2002. 2003. 
maybe in 2003. Didn't think too much of it. Well, you could hear the wind blowing and all that. And I woke up early in the morning, like I always do. I went out and I just opened the Venetian blind to look outside. This didn't look right. It's not, it wasn't registering. This didn't, I mean, it just didn't look right to me. Because it, it was still dark, but it was at that moment where you could see, but you couldn't really make out detail. So I walked out on the porch and looked, and the water, the floodwaters, were coming in. It had not come into my yard yet, but they were right outside the gate, you could say. Okay? And in the name of Jesus, I commanded to stop right there. The floodwaters come no further, blah, 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 like that, right? And you know what? That's where they stopped. It was still raining, but the flood stopped. Now, that not only protected my property, it protected the property you know, behind us and to the sides of us. Well, Brother Bob, couldn't you command the waters to recede? They did recede. They receded that day. And, you know, so you're saying that you saved a neighborhood just by praying flood water stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. I, I see you and I hear you doubting me already. What I'm saying is I prayed that and our property was protected. It's not the first time that this has happened. We were in Fort Worth, Texas, and the news... The, Tornado warnings went out, and the news said it is coming right across this path. You know how they draw those arrows? This is where it's coming at right now. And we were in an apartment building, and they drew that arrow right across that corner of town where we lived at. And I walked out on the deck, and I could see, I could not see a tornado, but I could see the green clouds. And I mean, it was, it was, this was terrible. The wind's blowing, and I commanded it to go around our property, stay away from here. And even the news, you know, two, three minutes later, so it's changed direction again. It's now headed west, and it was moving away from our property. But then the storm system caught it back up and carried it back around, and it went through downtown Fort Worth, right? It went about three miles farther west of a, a off of the normal track that a tornado would take. If it's going this way, and I'm trying to draw this looking at the camera, if it's going this way, it would turn and go that way. I guess on the camera, i got to go this way. And then continue on its track. So it's coming up left. If you're listening to this on the podcast, coming up, let's say, from uh, the bottom left of your screen towards the middle where I would be. Instead, about two inches from the middle, it stopped and just started going straight up, and then it continued on its track. Went right around where we lived at. But it did hit downtown Fort Worth. Blessing, nobody died, but there was a lot of damage done. So you can, you have the faith, you have the power to take authority over natural But if you believe, remember what Jesus said, you could say to this mountain, I spoke to the tornado. I did not doubt in my heart. I believed what I said was going to take, take shape. And it was exactly, as, as it says here, and it was so. Right? You can't take that these things from me. I've experienced them. It's too late for you to try and plant doubt in my heart because I do not doubt. I believe. Praise God. 
I know God's word is all powerful. I know God's word works 100% of the time. Well, how come then I don't get it? Oh, ye of little faith. You know, there's no faith, little faith, great faith. I'm not saying I have great faith 100% of the time. I struggle too. The point on this study is to show you God's word works. And that's what we're doing here. But can you, and I said all that because I wanted to make this point. What amount of force could strike the earth and completely reshape its surface? And what is the energy, the power, that could cause all of the continents with all their mass and all their towering mountains just to pop up out of the water? Well, maybe an asteroid hit the earth. Maybe a comet hit the earth. Maybe, maybe, maybe doesn't say, you know, whatever. I'll tell you the force that did it. God said, and it was so. Now, can God use natural events? Yeah, he can. But there was nothing natural yet. He's making the natural. Yeah, well, maybe it was an asteroid. He didn't make the stars and the moons and set them in their place yet. So that's out. He spoke it into existence. That is the power of God's word, and it is the power of the spoken word. That's the point I want you to see today. Praise the Lord. Verse 13, the evening and the morning were the third day. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we've covered day one, day two, and day three. Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash mybiblestudypodcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash mybiblestudypodcast, all one word. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.